That's power right there. Glory. Glory. If you got your Bibles, turn to uh, turn to Acts chapter two. Uh, I've got a message that's been on my heart since Wednesday. We did first Wednesday this week, and and had a had a great time of worship and communion, and uh, and prayer. And uh, I, ju- I just was reminded strongly by the Lord to make sure as a church that we keep the main thing the main thing. And uh, you got a lot going on, a lot of different currents. Back Creek coming in, Karis has started, and they're, they're rolling along. Um, you know, we're growing at a rapid rate, have... Many first-time families, usually every week. And uh, you, know, you can get lost. You can get lost in, uh, in doing church. And uh, they did in Scripture. I mean, when you look at the writings of Paul, oftentimes what he was doing was writing to the church and making sure that they kept the main thing the main thing. I mean, he... He writes to Galatia and he says, who has bewitched you? One translation says, who cast a spell on you? And then he writes to the church in Corinth and he says, hey, I hear all kind of messes going on over there. There's all kind of divisions. There's people saying, I follow so-and-so and I follow so-and-so and I'm this and I'm that. I said, what in the world is going on? And Every time he brought us back to the place of recognizing who we're following, and that's Jesus. And so to do that, you, you have to come to a place as a, as a church, I hope. I hope y'all won't throw me out. I think this message would get me thrown out of most places. But when we come to church, we should come to church because we like the music. Or we like what the we like the pastor. That's not the reason to come to church. We 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 treat church like it's some kind of show when we go to the show that we like. <laughs> and we leave churches because we don't like the show and there's a better show over here. I'm gonna go over here, there's another show. The the whole reason to come to church should be the reason Jesus created the church. So why did he create the church? What was his expectation of the church? So what did the first church look like? And should we be like the first churches? Or should we be like the design that Jesus designed? I would say we should be like the design that Jesus designed. It shouldn't be, you know, three points and... Who's got the best of whatever? It should be, how can I become part of a body of believers that is about what you created the church about? And you find that, you find that in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. It says this. It's talking about the fellowship of believers. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, which is the word of God, which has been written down for you and I. And the fellowship, say fellowship. Fellowship. 
Well, first of all, say the word, fellowship, the breaking of bread. Somebody say amen. And prayers. The word, fellowship, breaking of bread actually means communion. <laughs> but it sounds really good when you start talking about lasagna. But <laughs> it is talking about communion. But when it's talking about communion, what communion is, is a reminder of Jesus. This is what Jesus did. This is who he is. This is what he did. So there are four things that ought to tell you whether you're sitting in a successful church or not. How well do they divide the Word of God? And, do they, and do they, are they scared to touch on certain subjects because they're controversial? Do they teach the full Word? In other words, are they teaching the full Word or they got some kind of doctrine around the, the beliefs of men? You know, there are a lot of doctrines out there that come with denominations that if you were to read the Bible, you would never come to some of the conclusions that denominations have come to with their theology. If you read it from Genesis to Revelation, you would never come up with some of the things that we've come up with as men. Does the place do a good job of making sure that the Word of God is preached the way Jesus wanted it preached with the attitude that's in Scripture. And are they good at fellowship? There's a lot of people come in here and they say, that, you know, this place is, everybody greets me. I had one couple that came to the newcomer and said, everybody in this room has talked to me. This was like their third time when they, when they came in. And so we're, we're, we're okay at it, but we're going to get better because we're going to focus on these things. You know, we, we do communion. We do praise, worship, and communion every first Wednesday when we get together, making sure that we're adhering to the practice of the early church. And, and the thing that I really want to focus on today is prayer. You know, prayer is, is vital for us as believers. And, and, and when, when they were dividing the word and they were meeting together in fellowship, there was... It was always done in prayer. One of the things that we wouldn't do in small groups is I didn't want to have a whole lot of small groups that, that it was so fellowship-oriented that we didn't get the word or we didn't get prayer. All we did was get fellowship. So there was great community, but you really didn't need the word or prayer or God to, to be doing small group. <laughs> you know, you can do small group without bringing God up at all. You can get together. It's called a party. And we can do all that. But, but what God wants us to do is he wants us to come together in that environment and him be the center, him be what we are focused on. And so they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed. And they thought and they knew that their prayers had accomplished something. And they came with expectation. In other words, you didn't have to pull people 
to services. You didn't have to market services. You didn't. All you had to do was say, hey, we're meeting. Why? Because they believed that their prayer in a fellowship actually made a difference. They believed that, that, that what they prayed was going to move heaven. You know, I don't believe as a church in the United States and, you know, and, and us really understand the value of prayer. We, we, I don't think, I think we take it for granted. I don't know that we have any idea how much effect it has in the heavenlies. If we really did, we would be like aggressive in our praying. We would be incredibly aggressive. And I'm not going to give up until I'm part of a church that's incredibly aggressive in prayer. I'm going to fight, fight, fight until we become a praying group. I want to make people so nervous about our prayers. <laughs> I want to hear more and more. I ain't going to that church. They'll make you pray. Think about something with me for just a second. Jesus got ticked off at the church because they were making it easy to do worship. They were had animals, you know, the different sacrifices that were made. They had them conveniently there so that people could purchase them in the temple because they had to travel so far to get to them, and, and, they, and they didn't have to, couldn't lug all that stuff with them. And so they made it convenient for them and let them buy it in the temple. And Jesus turned all that over and said, you have made my house, my father's house, a den of thieves. And then he says what? My house will be a house of prayer. So why is it not? Why is it the least thing we do in services? Why is it when we come together that it is the thing that we do very little of? Or we have a token prayer who gets paid. <laughs> let the guy that gets paid, let them pray. <laughs> and it says this. It says... And, and, and all who believed were together and had all things in common, which was a kibbutz. And, and you've heard me teach on that. And they were selling everything that they had, and they're distributing to everybody's need. And day by day, they attended the temple together, breaking bread in their homes. They did small groups in their homes, and they were also meeting together collectively in the temple. They received their food and with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day. It says here uh, in verse 43, and all came upon every soul and many signs and wonders were done in their midst. Now that word for all in the Greek is great terror. And great terror came upon them all. Why? Because when they prayed, they moved heaven. And many signs and wonders came. That's just what I want to be. Yep. 
Now, how do you get there? How do you get there as a body of believers on Sunday morning? I mean, what are, what are we going to have to do? <laughs> We're going to have to practice. That's a great, that's a great thing. We're going to have to practice. We got a Monday night prayer deal that, that we've got intercessors on. If you're, if you're not really good at praying, it is the perfect small group for you. Because you can come learn how to pray. Well, every small group you're going to pray in. So getting connected with any small group, you could pray. But this will focus on prayer for an hour and a half, and we'll, we'll, we'll do prayer. But we're going uh, gonna to incorporate it more and more and more in our services. I, keep, I say that, and I keep coming back to it because the Lord won't let me get away from it. We're not going to move away from it. It's not cool. It's not the norm. It's just what Jesus expects. <laughs> I don't know. Let's do that. And so, that's the message. I want to be a place where revival happens. And revival's not going to happen because we want revival to happen. Revival's going to happen because we humble ourselves and pray and seek his face. And then he's going to heal our land. He's going to heal everything around us. He's going to heal relationships. He's going to heal finances because we're going to align with his word. He's going to teach us the, all about the seed time and the harvest and how to pray and wait in that time. There's seed, there's time, and there's harvest. I'm going to teach on that in the next few weeks. There's seed. You plant seed of prayer, and then there's this time where you continually, fervently pursue God, and then there's the harvest. It, 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 and in the harvest and in this time, it is going from seed to small plant to developing that and then developing the fruit. And then the fruit's not ready to pick until a certain particular time. And then you can pick the fruit and it's ready to eat. I mean, we understand that that's how everything works. It even works with children. You know, we had a couple of miscarriages, Liz and I did, because the seed didn't get to maturity. And the gestation for a baby is nine months. If it doesn't go that far, you have complications sometimes. And if it's really early and it aborts, then you, then you lose the fruit. Right? So I've got four things that I want to pray about this morning. Because I want you to agree with me. I want you to believe with me that we actually think and believe by faith, as we talked about, Brandon, that when we pray here in just a minute, that it actually is going to do something. It's going to move heaven. We've got about 15 minutes that we can pray. I've got some things that are going to come right up here. I think you've got them. Do you have them, Kevin? No. Okay. He's going to have them in just a minute. Isn't he, Kevin? Okay, good. I got thumbs up on I got thumbs down the first time. I got thumbs up on that. If you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Savior, 
I want you to do that today. I want you to pray with people around you that you would receive Jesus. If you've received Jesus and, and you're a son or daughter of God, you know that you're in the family of God, then I want you to pray second about your per personal ministry vision. I want you to pray about your personal ministry vision. What is God's vision for your ministry? You know that I'm the administrator. Everybody looks at the church so wrong. I am the administrator. It says in Ephesians that you're the minister. I want you to pray for vision for your personal ministry. And if, you've, if, you've, if you don't have a vision, you, or you've never prayed for a vision, pray to get a vision. You know, don't, don't condemn yourself and don't be there in shame. Say, I don't have a vision for ministry. Lord, give me a vision for ministry, right? If you've had a vision for ministry and, and it just hasn't manifested or maybe God needs to rework that in your mind or whatever it might be, maybe you need to recommit to the vision that God gave you. you know, do that. Come to a place and say, Lord, you know, I've lost track of what you've called me to. I, I'm not doing things the way you intended me to do them. And I want to get back on track today. Pray that over one another. So that's vision for your personal ministry. That's salvation, vision for your personal uh, ministry, whether you need to initiate that vision or renew that vision. And then I want you to pray for each other about how you can help the church become better at being the church that Jesus intended. You see, you, you should be asking and why you should be in a church is to help that church actually manifest what Jesus calls the church to be. You should be saying, Lord, how? I, I'm, I'm in this church and I, I, I don't necessarily like the pastor, even as good looking as he is. I'm still not sure I like him. And the worship leader, you know, he's suspect. He wears hats. <laughs> Panther hats and Auburn hats and things like that. <laughs> or, <laughs> what is that? Okay. <laughs> Not sure I like them, but you've called me here. Why did you call me here? You were called here to make this place a praying place. <laughs> you were here to, to help us become the church. You don't have to like everything. You have to pray so that things can be changed and we can look like the church that Jesus created so that people will be greatly terrored at the miraculous that is occurring because of the fervent prayer of a righteous man really does avail much. Ah, you are one awesome dude back there in the back, Kevin. And the next thing is, and I, we started praying this on Wednesday, and you could feel the unbelief in the room. You can feel the signs, you know, you can feel, you know, you can feel everything. Listen, let me tell you something. The Republican Party, the Democratic Party, the Liberal Party, the Conservative Party is not the answer 
to our government. If you think one of those parties is the answer to our government, you are mistaken. There is no government other than his government that's ever going to make anything better. And we better call on the name of the Lord because our nation desperately needs the church to intercede so that it can actually flourish again. God promises that if his people will humble themselves and pray, that he'll heal their nation. That's our job. So let's, whether you like Trump or not, I don't care. Whether you agree with his politics, it don't matter to me. Absolute doesn't matter. He needs our prayer. God used a lot of people who didn't, that weren't saved to bring about his plan and his purposes. And our, you know, in the, in the division and the disunity that's in Washington, is, is, is gro- it makes me want to puke. It's gross. It's demonic. what we can do and you need to pray believing that your prayer makes a difference in this little bitty church and we can actually change things okay now we're down to 10 minutes so take 10 minutes get in groups of two or three just right around you pray for each other for those things make sure everybody gets prayed for and uh, I just want to encourage you don't bolt don't try to leave. <laughs> every time, every time we break up into prayer, people, <laughs> no, don't do it. Push yourself through. points that are on the board. Remember, pray for each one. Never burn out the fire of my own. 
altar never burn out the fire of my altar never burn out make me a house of prayer may the fire of my altar never burn out the fire of my altar never burn out the fire of my altar never burn out make me a house of prayer
Father, we thank you today that you say in your word that you compare it to the, to the evil judge, <laughs> that it, if we come to you enough, <laughs> you'll say yes just to shut us up. <laughs> Father, let us be like that. Let us be like that, believing and knowing that our hope is in you. Thank you for hearing our cry today, God. Thank you for changing the atmosphere today, God. We pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. God bless you. Y'all have a great week. All right.